Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hey guys, welcome back to another uh, episode of Yolitics here. I'm excited, Jason, about our guest today because um, it, it's, it's from uh, he's from a place where I used to live in Fort Bend County. Let, let me tell you about this guy. I, I did some research on him and I kind of went down a rabbit hole uh, and, and found all kinds of stuff on our guest today. Our guest has written a play. He's trained in forensic psychology. He spent more than 30 years as a police officer in Houston. He was on the protect, protection detail for Houston Mayor uh, Sylvester Turner, certified by Texas uh, DPS for dignitary protection. And listen to this. He's been named Officer of the Year three times in his career. Think about how big the Houston Police Department is. It's the largest police department in the state of Texas. I think, what, 4,000 or so um, members of the department. He's been named Officer of the Year three times. That's the caliber and as you are laying all of this out, that is an impressive yeah. resume, to be sure. As you're laying all of this out, we're, we're looking at him right now on a, a Zoom meeting, and his head is just getting bigger and bigger <laughs> there uh, in that window. That is a, a heck of a pedigree. And let me add this to it, uh, because this is extraordinary. Uh, we're talking about the first African-American sheriff in Fort Bend County in more than a hundred years. The last time that happened was in Reconstruction, just after the Civil War. Uh, So this man is a trailblazer. His name is Eric Fagan. If you haven't heard of him by now, uh, I don't know how you haven't, because he's been in a lot of headlines. Uh, And he is our special guest today. Thank you for being with us today, Sheriff. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you, man. Uh, Let me ask you about that, what Jason just mentioned. Much is being made about you being the first uh, black sheriff in Fort Bend County since Reconstruction, 150 years. Um, do you wear that with pride, or are you ready to move beyond that and really get to work? Uh, it, it, it is a sense of pride, but I am read, uh, ready to move on uh, from it. Uh, one thing a lot of people don't know, they, they talk about it now since I, I was elected, but when I was running, I never brought it up. No one ever really knew, uh, knew that uh, Walter Moses Burton, the first African-American sheriff since uh, Reconstruction, 151 years, they never had a person of color to hold this position. I never wanted to bring that up until after the election, because I didn't want anyone to say I used that as a reason. I want my qualifications compared to my other uh, uh, opponent who was running for office to, uh, to judge us equally, not using anything else but our qualifications. And Fort Bend County, I'm very proud to say that uh, they selected me, and uh, I'm happy to serve all the people of Fort Bend County. I want to go back in, in into the, into time a little bit here. You were out there on those mean streets of Houston for a lot of years as a police officer. Did, and, did you ever and, arrest and, Jason, by chance? 
<laughs> I drove too fast. It couldn't catch me. Uh, no, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, you, uh, you know, rose through the ranks there. Uh, you were out there doing a tough job. You probably saw a lot of things. Maybe you endured a lot of things personally as you were making your way through your professional career. Uh, what about all of that do you bring with you now? Are there lessons that you learned going through those things that you now apply on the job where you are? Yes. Uh, as an officer uh, for over 34 years, uh, I've, I've seen things that uh, that I'm not proud of uh, by hands of other law enforcement uh, officers. We got to change the mentality, us against them mentality. Uh, that's what I want to change. Uh, this uh, mentality that if you're not uh, in blue saying you're a police officer, that you're necessarily a bad guy. Or if you live in a certain area, that you're a bad person. We have to stop that. Uh, every citizen should have the, uh, the right to be treated the same way. I don't care if they they live in Riverstone or they're uh, way over in uh, Fresno or Cola. The people in Riverstone should get the same respect that is given to the people in Arcola and vice versa. So sometimes as an officer, you saw fellow officers uh, not doing right by people. Did that eat at you? Yes, yes, just because where they live that, and that's not going to be tolerated. Sheriff, let's stay back in the day for a minute. You did a lot of dignitary protection uh, back in the day, and you're a dignitary now, but I'm curious, hmm. who, who did you like? Who was a pain, man? When you're around, because because you see them differently the way the public sees them. Yeah, well, I, I was behind some closed doors with uh, Mayor Turner, who I believe is one of the greatest mayors in the in the nation. Uh, he had uh, meetings with uh, sovereignties from different countries, kings and things, and it was kind of funny to me uh, seeing the kings and uh, some of the people would try to speak to him, and they had uh, their their protection. They said you have to wait. Uh, before you can speak and before the king and things like that. I'm like, really? You can't even say hi to the guy? So things like that was kind of funny to me. Uh, the mayor kind of laughed at it as well. But uh, you, you see things like that. But those different cultures. Uh, you didn't You didn't name who was who was uh, uh, tough to to watch over, though. Uh, and I'm not. Those names. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> hey, hey l- let me ask you this, Sheriff. Um, back yeah. on a serious note, Black Lives Matter. Um, yes. Lots of people are either for them or against them. Um, and, and I'm curious, people say you can't be a cop and support Black Lives Matter. Where do you fall in that conversation? What do you think about the group? Uh, because it's not going away. Look, uh, some I'm against violent protesting. I'm for uh, legal protesting. Everyone has the First Amendment right to protest. I'm against police brutality. I'm against mistreatment of others because of their skin color or anything like that. To say that we don't have systemic racism is uh, putting our heads in the sand. My wife bought me a a gift, bought me a car. Uh, I was driving that car. I was stopped by an officer. The officer didn't know I was a police officer. Stopped me. And the first question that officer asked me was, is this your vehicle? And then when I asked him, did you stop me to ask me that question? He, he said, well, is this your victim? And I tell you again, was your probable cause to stop me because to ask me, was this my car? I shouldn't have said probable cause. When I said probable cause, the person said, no, sir, I stopped you because you changed lanes 
uh, without giving a signal. I knew I didn't do that, but I said, hmm. no, I, I don't believe I changed uh, lanes, different signal, but yes, this is my car. Okay, well, can you show me my, uh, your ID? I showed him my license, and he said, no, your ID for where you work at, and I showed him my police ID, and he said, well, have a nice day. Some wow. people would say, well, he didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted to know if that was your car. Me being an African-American man, to me, that was racial profiling. That's something yeah. I can't drive a night. I have to be stopped because I'm driving a Lexus. And for him to ask me, is this my car? Wow. Would he do that to someone who looked like you? I don't believe I so. W- I, as you were saying that, I was even thinking wow. I, I've been pulled over, you know, more than uh, my fair share over the years. Uh, and I have never been asked that question if that was my vehicle. Never. Sheriff, you mentioned diversity and, and Fort Bend County, which is just southwest of Houston uh, down uh, Highway 59 or Interstate 69. Uh, is It's I-69 now. That's what that is. It I-69 says, now? Jason. Yeah, they say I-69-59. Hey, hey, 59. Right. The Southwest <laughs> yeah. Freeway. Hey, before I ask you this question, are, are people still stealing the Interstate 69 signs? <laughs> we have some some uh, reports of that. Yes. All right. Well, hey, well, you mentioned diversity. I lived in, in Fort Bend County in Sugarland for for about eight years. It's very diverse. Some excellent restaurants because of that diversity. And I do miss that. But when I uh, moved north here in Texas. I lost a little weight, so uh, th- mm. that is that is good too. But but with considering all the diversity, Fort Bend has also been very very conservative politically. Um, it was the home to former House Majority Leader Tom Delay back in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. The last sheriff who left that position is Troy Nails. He's a huge supporter of former President Trump. He was just elected to Congress. I'm curious, uh, Sheriff Fagan. Where did you see political opportunity, considering how conservative Fort Bend County has been up until this point? Fort Bend County is more diverse, and it's moving more towards the blue. Uh, when I say blue, I mean democratic uh, uh, thoughts, being more pro- uh, progressive. And uh, we have to bring that to, to the county. And I hope people don't take that the wrong way, progressive. For some reason, we get tagged with being soft on crime and things like that, but that's a misnomer. We're not soft on crime. Fort Bend County, especially at the district attorney's office, have arrested more human traffickers in our in Fort Bend County, where, where it was said in the last administration that human trafficking didn't exist in Fort Bend, but we arrested more human traffickers in Fort Bend County than, uh, than I say in uh, Galveston County or Travis yeah. County. We've been doing the arrest here in Fort Bend County. And now the sheriff's department is a part of that. We just started a human trafficking division with a lieutenant, a sergeant, and four detectives. So this is something that we're addressing head on. I want to pick up on something that we were talking about there with the with reference to diversity. I mean, not only are you a trailblazer there, uh, Fort Bend County has also gotten its first female African-American county attorney, its first uh uh, black district attorney and its first county judge, in, the first one in Texas, in fact, of South Asian descent. Uh, this really is uh, a leadership there in the county that is starting to be a lot more reflective of what we see in the population of Fort Bend County, which is uh, really spread out. Yes, it is. And people want representations from uh, people that, who look like that. But not only that, they're looking at qualifications. That's the most important thing. 
be qualification. Dr. Martin Luther King uh, said that uh, he wanted to live in a country where his children, wanted his children to be raised, where they'll be judged by their character, not by their skin color. Well, that, that should be the same with elected officials. Don't look at our skin color, look at our qualifications and the character and the things that we do. I'm the sheriff of Fort Bend County, but I have to work, at, uh, work hard enough so that I won't be the last person of color to hold this seat. It shouldn't take another 151 years. So I'm doing it for the kids out there so they can look and say, oh, I can do that. And, and Sheriff, considering that it, it's, it's phenomenal we're having this conversation of, you know, the significance of a black man being elected to sheriff in, in 2021, you know, 50 years after Martin Luther King, you're already implementing reform in your department. I'm curious about this. One of the things you want to do is put body cameras on every deputy who interacts with the public. Again, surprise, that hasn't happened at this point. Uh, You're also uh, wanting to to ban chokeholds there in the department and create a a citizen review board. But now that the legislature is back in Austin uh, for the 87th legislative session, police reform is going to be discussed. And I'm curious what you think that lawmakers should consider in light of all the all the protests we saw last summer over George Floyd's death in light of of, of the uh, police officers who have killed uh, unarmed black men across this country. What should Texas lawmakers be looking at right now? They should look at reform. I, I'm all for police reform, but it's one thing I'm not for defunding the police. Look, everyone wants professional, well-trained law enforcement officers. To do that, we need funding for the training. We need funding for that. So I'm against uh, defunding the police, but what we should do is use the, mo- the money, the funds that we get more wisely. So uh, it's things like this. I want to ban all chokeholds. I've done that already. I already uh, told everyone chokeholds are banned from the sheriff's office now. But I want my officers to know if they have to act, then act, do, do your duty. But if you see your fellow officer doing something wrong, it's your duty to stop that officer from doing that. Look, George Floyd was not just killed by one one officer. He was killed by all five that was there because they should have stopped that other officer. It was their duty to stop him from what he was doing. And so I'm putting a policy out now that if an officer see another officer doing something's wrong or illegal, they must act. If not, they'll be charged with the same crime. Hmm. Body cameras. Body cameras are good for officers as well as citizens. The body cameras protect officers when citizens sometimes make false claims of the officer being rude or taking advantage of them or something like that. Well, it'll be on camera, something we can show. So it helps the officer as well as help the citizen. It's a good positive thing, not a, not a negative thing. Let me ask you about racial profiling because your department has, or your your office there has been um, accused uh, of doing that in the past. This is, you know, before your your, your time at the top there. Uh, do you bring a different perspective to that and how do you institute change there? Uh, I mean, obviously we've had change at the top there in Fort Bend with you, uh, but how do you institute change down through the ranks? Uh, by putting policies in place. Racial profiling is illegal. So we will not do racial profiling. But you have to understand, uh, the public have to understand this. Look, uh, they they were talking about the uh, drug trafficking uh, unit that was out there. What we're doing and what we will start 
doing is uh, license plate. We have a license plate reader. And what that does is this. If a car coming from uh, a certain area in Mexico where the cartel is known to be, that license plate reader is computerized where it can tell that this car been going across the border into that area, uh, let's say 18 times within a month, 18 times. That gives you probable cause to stop that car. Not even that, just six times within a month period to stop that car and to find out why he or she is going that many times. That gives them reason to do that. So racial profiling is not racial. Sometimes when they call it racial profiling, it's not racial profiling. It's an investigation that has to take place because we have we have to follow certain statistics, uh, have certain things to happen to stop that vehicle. I'm making sure that we have those things in place before we make those stops. So there wasn't a problem before with racial profiling there? Well, it, it was, but my thing is, it wasn't being uh, explained to the citizens the proper way. That's why I'm start, starting the Citizens Review Board, so we can educate the public on what we're doing to let them know. But if we see signs where there's definitely racial profile, look, pulling someone over because, because they're going two miles over the speed limit, that's not a criteria. No, things like that is going to stop. Pulling them over because they've been going to this certain area multiple times, yes. Pulling them over because the uh, the the rear bumper is sticking out a little wider than the regular, and that happens because sometimes they stuff drugs in there. These are things that we should look for. But crossing the la- crossing lanes without giving a signal, come on, really? Something we don't write a ticket for? Going two miles over the speed limit? No. Those type of things we're stopping. I'm, I'm stopping right now. Sheriff, you said that you're uh, open to reallocating funds also to reduce incarceration and reliance on law enforcement. Isn't that defunding police? No. When I, when I say reallocating the funds, I'm reallocating the funds like, uh, look, we already have a, 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 a tank where, I shouldn't call it a tank, but a, a vehicle to hit a door when we're doing a, a raid, trying to bust the door down, things like that. I don't need three and four of them. We don't need Fort Bend. We, we don't have the problem that huge. I'm using the funds now for more training, to teach them CIT training, de-escalating for people for mental illness, getting doctors in here to talk to my officers to let them know how to recognize uh, mental illness. You just mentioned my, uh, my training in juvenile forensic psychology. It's the thing called self-talk that uh, most officers don't know about, but I want them to know about it. Self-talk is when a person who's going through a mental crisis, they actually have auditory hallucination. Hmm. Hmm. My officer could be telling that person, look, I need you to do this or that. And this person is looking away and he's actually speaking to someone who's not there. The officers think he's ignoring them and not following his direction and rush that person, take them down. If they knew that this person was having a mental crisis called self-talk, uh, auditory hallucination, the officer would know that they need to say, excuse me, sir, can you hear me? Can I speak to you now? Things like that. These are the type of things we have to do. This take money and funding to do these type of training. When I say reallocate, I want to reallocate funds 
into those situations. Are, are county commissioners going to give you all this cash for body cameras, for, for uh, all the stuff you want to do? Uh, the commissioners, the first duty of any elected official is the safety of his community. Body cameras is something that will bring more safety to the public. So yes, I, I think they will agree to that. Look, we're, we're the biggest law enforcement agency in Fort Bend, and we're the one that don't have body cameras. I can't see any commissioners uh, denying that or requesting that. We have great commissioners. Hey, getting, getting back to how we started this conversation about you being the first black sheriff elected in 150 years in Fort Bend County. Uh, let me go back to that first sheriff for a moment. Walter Moses Burton, who you referenced uh, early on in our conversation, he was not only, I didn't realize this, he was not only the first black sheriff in Fort Bend County and all of Texas, but in the entire United States, which is yeah. remarkable. But Sheriff Burton, as you probably know, Sheriff Fagan, he only did one term. He moved on to the uh, Texas Senate for uh, the next decade. You're a young guy. You're 60. You have a, a huge resume, man. Do you want to continue to grow that resume? Uh, no, I want to continue to stay married for 35 years. I want to get 36, <laughs> 37, 38. Uh, <laughs> I've been asked that a couple of times. I give the same answer. No, I want to stay married. So uh, I think this is going to be my last my last run when I uh, decide to stop running, this 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 will be uh, be it because I want to stay married. Uh, another thing about Walter Burton, a lot of people don't know, he started a, a school for uh, free African Americans, uh, a school, and that school turned out to be Prairie View A and M University, my alma mater. So uh, mm -hmm. we have a lot of things in common. And, and didn't uh, did I read that that your next door neighbor or a girl you grew up with married Sheriff Burton's great 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 grandson? Yes, yes. That's crazy. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I think the Lord had his hand in this all the way. <laughs> Sheriff uh, Eric Fagan, congratulations on the election, and uh, we appreciate you taking our call here on Yolitics. Thank you so much, and I need to get you all to come back to Fort Bend County to be residents. Y'all come on back home. You know, it's it's funny. We live parallel lives. I, I lived in Rosenberg as a kid uh, for many years. So, yeah, Jason and I have uh, crossed paths many, time without, many times without ever knowing it. Uh, we, we will have to have you back and talk more about this play, though, that Jason says that you wrote at one point. That's uh, intriguing. He, he's, got, he's got a heck of a resume. Thank you. Thank you. That was good to talk to Sheriff Fagan. I mean, I, I wish him a lot of luck. I just can't believe it's been 150 years since Fort Bend County, for as diverse as it is, and has been for the last 30 years, you know, hasn't elected a black sheriff, man. That's crazy to me. Yeah, uh, but uh, now they have. And, uh, you know, this is actually one of the, the, the big bright spots, I think, for, for Democrats here in recent years in Texas. You know, they had a lot of hopes in a lot of places around Texas, uh, and they have actually uh, managed to, to pick up some real high-profile wins there in Fort Bend County, which, of course, is one of those big suburbs uh, that's being watched nationally as we go forward in politics. There were other places in Texas, though, where Democrats uh, have not done nearly as well as they they had wanted to to try to you know gain more of a foothold in this state, but they can point to Fort Bend County and go, hey, look at what's going on there. That looks good. Yeah, and, and Sheriff Fagan beat the Republican opponent in November by sixteen or seventeen thousand votes. But speaking of what you just mentioned there, Jason, about the the Democrat stronghold. Fagan barely won the primary runoff, mm -hmm. the Democratic primary runoff. He was running against a, another uh, woman, a, a black woman, 
who uh, has law enforcement experience as well, too. 38,000 votes cast in the Democratic primary runoff. He won by 72. Wow. That is uh, astounding. Uh, But, you know. Yes, the point is, is the Democrats are, you know, pretty strong there right now, it appears, at least on the surface. And and Fort Bend uh, County has been turning out uh, in these elections, too. And, and, and it is becoming a more and more watched place because of that, because you've got an electorate that is very engaged there. Uh, you know, whether it be Republican or Democrat, it's a very engaged electorate. Yeah. So if Texas turns blue, uh, which has been talked about forever, and who knows if it will ever happen, it will at some point. I mean, there's no question about the demographics, but Fort Bend County is certainly one of those bellwethers like Collin County mm-hmm. is, like Tarrant County is, mm-hmm. uh, Williamson County north of Austin. Um, there are places in, you know, in, the, uh, in the valley that are going the other way. Mm-hmm. But Fort Bend County is definitely one of those counties that uh, you should be paying attention to the next time a, a big statewide or national election comes up. And it used to be one of those places that no one talked about way back when I used to live there as a kid. Who knew that we both had lived in Fort Bend <laughs> County of all places, Jason? That's crazy, man. Stunt doubles here, huh? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, really appreciate it. We drop these every Tuesday if you're not already subscribed to us. So just subscribe. It makes it a whole lot easier because uh, we drop in some uh, emergency and extra podcasts from time to time as well. So uh, give us some love on there and subscribe. Subscribe.